Welcome to the Rocky Road Podcast, brought to you by Rockbusters, with your host, Dennis Wager. Dennis is a best-selling author and an expert in demolition, rock, and concrete breaking, as well as a professional blaster. He is also president of Rockbusters Incorporated, along with his son, Brian. On the podcast, you'll hear exciting stories of how these challenged types of rock and concrete jobs are done. you learn about the uses of expanding grout and explosive devices. But furthermore, you'll hear about some of the hurdles and struggles entrepreneurs and business owners have had along the way, how they got started, and how they broke through the obstacles and found the path to success. Along with that, some insight for young people and people wanting to get into the industry. So listen in. I hope you enjoy the show. Now, here's Dennis Wager. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I want to bring on our guest today, Dave Croft. He is actually the producer, uh, the man behind the scene here, the one that makes (laughs) all this uh, wonderful podcast stuff available and makes it all work. Welcome aboard, Dave. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dennis. Really, really do appreciate it. And uh, thanks for letting me be a part of this uh, great podcast and everything that's going on with Rock with Rockbusters. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've done a great job and uh, I'm happy to have you on the show. I think it's great for people to get to meet you and uh, learn about what you do. It's, it's kind of unique for a lot of us. Um, many people have podcasts, but I think it's kind of like a book, like many people want to write a book or think about writing a book, but the ones that actually do are like not in the major percentages, right? Yeah. Doing a podcast, it's, I mean, I've been producing podcasts since 2005, back in the Wild West days where we were all just making it up, you know, <laughs> as we went. And uh, bef- even before it was on iTunes and it was really complicated. And it's really interesting, like within the last five years, and especially, you know, during COVID and lockdown, it seems like, like everybody on the planet, like said, you, we need a podcast and it's become, I don't know, it's, is it, it's like the 21st century fax machine. If you have a business, you probably need to look on some level of having a podcast, just like having an Instagram and having a YouTube channel and everything. It's just becoming part of the modern the modern portfolio of how business gets done. And so being able to communicate via podcast, uh, like a show like like yours, you know, about rock breaking and about entrepreneurship. And uh, me coming, you know, I live in Orlando. I know nothing about rock breaking. And every episode I learned something new. It's fascinating. <laughs> that's I funny. Really, I really get a lot out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's same for me. Like I, you know, I love learning things and it's, it's, it's kind of how I got to where I am just by being curious about things and learning things. And, you know, what I found is, you know, with this business, it's, it's been like so much different now to get your message across mm. or get in front of people. So people get to to learn who you are. It's way different than the old days. You know, uh, you know, I remember, you know, not to date myself, but you know, the yellow pages, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, even before they had prefixes in the phone numbers, it was just, you know, seven digit phone number. Uh, right. You know, I remember like a long time ago when you, you know, you, you paid, you know, quite a bit of money. I think we paid $700 a month for yellow page ads. Uh, mm. And now it's just nobody even has a yellow page, you know? No, no. And I, yeah, they would drop that big giant book. Yeah. On your doorstep every year. Every year. And, that's uh, right. You, yeah. And here you go. <laughs> look up what business you yeah. want to hire, right? Yeah, I know. And uh and people would pay ads and they would 
They would, you know, the various degrees of complexity and big giant ads or little tiny ads. And um, yeah. And having a social presence, having a podcast, that is, I just think, the natural progression of that same idea. Yeah, I do too. It's it's exactly like that. And um, what's what's different now is it's all this digital stuff, like you know, between Google Ads, you know, your website, YouTube, you know, making videos uh, and and the podcast. Now I'm writing a book also. So like to learn all of these things, it's it's kind of like a job in itself before you even get to right. run a business, right? <laughs> Yeah, it used to be if you had a yellow page ad, you would just call yellow pages and then they would yeah. connect you and they would say, Okay, just tell us what you want on it, and then they would go and you create, know, have yeah, their, yeah. their little well, Yeah, once a year you had to do that elves. and then you forget it. Yeah. Yeah, then you yeah, then but you now it's your... like, no, you have a you have a podcast, you're gonna be on, on you're gonna talk into a microphone every week. Yeah. Or every two weeks and yeah. Yeah, and all down to the what kind of microphone do you get and, and you know, all all the yeah. sound checks and, and just yeah, all I mean, the just, little bit. Yeah, just before we started, we were I'm like, okay, let's we were talking microphone technique. You <laughs> yeah. know, we have to be off axis and speak over the microphone. It's a side address microphone. We need to avoid plosives. All these things that as an audio technician uh, and a producer of audio content, I I'm I think about just like you think about foundations and and cracks and rocks and explosives. I deal in plosives. Yeah, we were laughing you at that. Yeah, explosives. I might not know what a plosive was until uh, you told me. <laughs> so, so now I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for our, for our, for the listeners, a plosive is when you pop into a microphone. So let me. I'm going to take my my little uh, wind windscreen off. Yeah. This is a plosive, and my apologies. Got it. That's Got it. A yeah. So that's what you don't want, and that's what happens when you. Uh, aren't paying attention right. to it. Right. But. And now I just realized I just made future Dave has a headache because I'm going to have to fix that plus. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. So how oh, did you get fine. started that's in fine. this? Well, I'm a, I'm a musician, you know, uh, and I'm a, I'm a composer and a producer and I, I make music for film and TV. It's, it's what I do. It's what I teach. I teach at Full Sail University here in Florida, and I teach production music. So if you've seen like the NFL on CBS or the PGA on CBS or like shows on Discovery Channel, then, you know, chances are you, you might have heard some of my music. And that's what I do. But the overlap of music production and audio production it sometimes is, is a circle. The Venn diagram is almost a circle because it's so many of the same tools. It's a digital audio workstation. It's recording techniques. It's microphones and cables and plugins and compressors and all those kind of things. And so back in college, I did some radio. I took a radio production class and I have done voiceover work. I've done um, podcast hosting. I've done audiobook production. And so I've done all of that because I'm able to use the same tools I use as a, as a composer and as a musician. And in 2005, I wanted to have a drumming podcast because I'm a drummer, drummer by oh, okay. trade. I, was I didn't six, know that. You know, sixth grade band and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a, there's a drum set in the background okay, here interesting. And, and everything. Uh, so I'm a drummer and I wanted, when podcasts first started, I looked for drumming podcasts and there were not very many at all. And if there were, they weren't very good. Okay. The microphones weren't great. You know, you're asking me to listen to you for half an hour at a time and it sounds terrible. I, I just can't be bothered. So I started creating a podcast called Drummer Talk, which is still out there. You can still subscribe to it, I guess. We haven't made episodes since 2016, but um, 
but I created the podcast that I wanted to exist, which was a drumming podcast that was educationally focused because I'm also a teacher. And I did that for, wow, like 12 years. I produced that podcast, okay, well. uh, 200 something, 260 episodes or something like that. And uh, it just kind of fizzled out as my career went from being a drummer into being a composer. Um, I transitioned into um, making composing podcasts. And then as I as I was still making the, this content, I would produce a show for a friend or for, for, a, for a colleague who would then turn me on to another colleague who would then turn me on to another colleague. For, so, for example, I did the podcast for the, and I still do, for the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Okay. And uh, that has different shows on it. And one of those shows is Monique McDonald's podcast, The Magnetic Voice. Yes. And so uh, through the client from the Experience of the Soul brought put me in touch with Monique McDonald, who brought you on as a guest for her show. Yes. Because you guys did, uh, you were like uh, authors on a book together, and you'd gone to like some conferences, I believe. Right. We, yeah, we met and, up at a, a boot camp in Orlando. And then... Um, you got in touch with me through Monique, which was through the experience of the soul, which was because I produced a drumming podcast back in 2005. So it just organically grew from there. Cool. That's really cool. And what are your ideas or uh, goals to, to grow forwards? Like, do you have like, well, like, what do you see in the next few years? Well, I mean, I don't think podcasts are going away. Uh, I, I love how the tools have become greatly simplified. Like even like five years ago, the microphone that you're using right now, the microphone that I was able to send you or to point you to, it was maybe a couple hundred bucks. It wasn't that expensive. Right. Uh, and uh, just some headphones and a little bit of microphone technique, and you can do so much. So I see that the technology has kind of democratized podcasting and made it much more accessible and much more uh, available to many more people. I mean, you could about record a podcast just with your phone. The trick becomes in, it, it, it is in doing it consistently, doing it well, because not everybody is cut out to talk into a microphone for 30 minutes with a guest or even, even more challenging by themselves. Yes. So what I see is helping to facilitate folks who want to do exactly what you're doing. Like I, I think the days of coming to Orlando and going into a recording studio and recording a podcast, I think those are kind of over for the majority of folks. People will still do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast. You have the 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 triple A names, but for kind of the average person, I think that's very out of reach. And I don't even think it's necessary. I think the tools are available, the technology is available to uh, make it much more accessible. So what I want to do is help. So right now, we're recording this in a virtual recording studio that we have connected through, and every episode that you've watched is recorded this way. Yes. And and I take the audio and the video, and I sync it, and I edit it, and do some color correction, and cl clean up the audio so it sounds as good as humanly possible, and post it up onto a podcast service. I hand it off to your team. They post it up onto YouTube. And so I want to be that person who can help facilitate people who want to get into a podcast, get into making podcasts. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any any plans on how to reach out to more people to to get more clients uh, to I do mean, that or any anything like that? 
to be honest, I just you know just just like any entrepreneur, you always have so many little irons in the fire, and whichever one is burning brightest and hottest, that gets you all of your attention. Because yeah. if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, it's either going to go out or it's going to burn wildly out of control. So you've got to tend to it. And so podcasting has, has and being a, a podcast producer it has just kind of been on the burner. Uh, and uh, I don't really have any plans other than just letting it organically, organically grow, grow, connecting gotcha. with folks, doing what we're doing here, you know, and, um, and I'm happy to talk to anybody. If you want to reach out, you can, uh, you can go to 818studios.com. That's the numbers 818studios.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, email me directly at dave at 818studios.com. I'm, I'm happy to, to chat with you. Great. And I got to um, say, you know, I've been very happy and very impressed with the quality of the of the end, end results. I, I think the, the look and, and the uh, audio, everything has been fantastic. So even- well, thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I really do enjoy doing it. The challenge of, you know, we have, we have guests from all over the world with various uh, comfort levels with technology, let's say, yes. with various um, acoustical challenges, <laughs> we'll say that. Yes, it, it, and time so zones it's, it's too. Like, time zones have been challenging too because you get people on the other side that you know it's, it's their hours ahead or behind, right? Yeah, we, we've talked to folks in Australia. We've talked to folks in, uh, I think, Ireland, right? Uh, yeah, in Sweden uh, and, yep. and UK and London. Yeah, and so so navigating all of that, cleaning up audio, it's all it's, it's kind of like puzzle solving like how can you make the best possible audio? I mean there's only so much you can do. I can't make somebody who is talking into a, a webcam uh in a big conference room. I can't make them sound like they're in a vocal booth. Right. But I can make it sound better than, you know, a little webcam microphone. Yeah. So. What can you tell us about audiobooks? Uh, as far as being a producing an audiobook or enjoying an audiobook, yeah, either. Uh, maybe just like uh, whatever you, you feel like going into there. Like okay. it's in, in general, you know the. Uh, I I enjoy listening to audiobooks uh, because I'm a composer and a musician. I actually I don't as surprising as it's going to sound. I don't listen to music recreationally hardly at all. Interesting, because it's work, right? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. It's like, it's it, it it's 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 hard to turn off my part of the brain that is absorbing music and trying to do something with it, you know, because I know all the forensic back end of what makes music music. Yeah, listening to music recreationally or passively is 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 a real challenge. So it's kind of like the plumber uh, going home and fixing his leaky pipes. Then that's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they can wait. The, the, the dentist. <laughs> I got to fix, right? fix pipes all day. <laughs> Exactly. Or chef, the last thing they want to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, phone it. Get some pizza. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just like that. So, that said, I consume audiobooks and podcasts. Like if I'm out doing my bike riding or whatever, I'm not listening to music 99 times out of 100. I'm listening to audiobooks. So, I enjoy audiobooks. All that having been said, audiobooks are a unique challenge to record and to produce okay. to the point where um, I've done a handful of them. My longest podcast or my longest audiobook was about eight and a half hours and it about broke me. <laughs> wow. Because it is, uh, if you have a, if you have a podcast, like, like what we're doing right now, if I say, uh, it's okay. It's a conversation. Or if you get an email alert, no big deal. It's not a showstopper. If a plane goes by in the background, 
no big deal. Right. If if I had a, a cruciferous vegetable for lunch and my stomach gurgles, it's not the end of the world. But in an audiobook world, that's that's a deal. That's that's you have to stop. You have to do the takeover again. Car okay. goes by too loud, that ruined the take. Your stomach gurgles. Your watch goes off. You know, you have a, a clock ticking in the background. Those are all complete showstoppers. Wow. And so unless you have that perfect studio environment yeah. and you have the patience of a saint, then um, you're not cut out for it. And I learned eight and a half hours into a book that I'm not cut out for this personally. Doing podcasts and all of that, that's great. Yeah. Because you you have to produce the audiobook. You have to edit the audiobook, then you have to do a, a full quality control pass. And so by the time it's done, you will have completely and forensically listened to that book no fewer than four times. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours, <laughs> And some yeah. folks are cut out for it, man. Some, some folks, they thrive in that environment, but it about broke my spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's okay to say. Yeah, no, that's totally good. So- what would the purpose be? Like, if somebody's going to consider an audiobook or producing an audiobook or a podcast, I guess the podcast, like, what, what would you say to steer people into one or the other? Like, well, I think if you have a book that you have written and you, if you've written a book, you need an audiobook. Just, yeah, if it's nonfiction, if it's fiction, whatever, uh, it's as required as good out, uh, jacket art. Right, I I just think it's a no brainer, and the marketplace specifically, like in the U.S. and I think in in all of North America, is ACX, which is the Audible Content Exchange or Creators Exchange, where you can actually contract talent, audiobook talent, and this is what they do, and they do have the bandwidth and patience for this. Okay. You can just say you could pay up front a per hour, okay. like per finished hour which could be anywhere from $60 to $600 per finished hour. Okay. Or you can do a royalty split. Okay. And so so where you're saying, hey, we're going to get 50-50 on the audiobook sales, which generally means no upfront money from the author. Right. And then you just split the back end. And then there's also hybrid. So you pay a little, you pay less upfront and then some back end. But if you have a book, and I know you're writing a book, producing an audiobook is, I think, required. That's interesting. I, I, I haven't required. thought about that, but it sounds like a great idea. Now, my encouragement for you, I don't, I don't know. You, you, you're, you're, you've done some podcasts. I mean, you were. This is episode seventeen, so you're no, you're not a complete novice to talking into a microphone. However, um, being a narrator, that that's a that's a real skill. And if anybody's listening and you've listened, let's say you have a favorite entertainer or an actor or whatever, and you love their work. Mm-hmm. But their audiobook just kind of come kind of comes off a little flat. Right. That's because being a narrator, an audiobook narrator, is a very specific skill. Yeah. But that's where the, the creators exchange comes in. You give them the book, they they have the vocal booths, they have the treated rooms and the good microphones, and they'll give you a good quality product. Yeah, that would be my preference to do it that way. It would it would not be to do it myself. Yeah. I, I would strongly I would I would not want to narrate my own book. Yeah. Well, even with the podcast, right. you know, people have said, oh, you could just do it yourself. And, you know, sure you can, but it's not the same. Well, I think podcasts are a little bit different. And I think it's because of how people consume podcasts and and the expectation of podcasts. Like 
The reason we can get away with a car going by or saying, um, is because at least for me, podcasts are fundamentally conversational where you are, you are talking to somebody else or you're talking to the listener. Right. It's very much a back and forth. Even if it's a one, if the one person show, it's still a back and forth. Right. It's not, it's fundamentally unscripted. And unscripted, any unscripted content affords a little bit of latitude when it comes to um, precision, like voiceover precision. But with audiobooks, it is scripted. And the expectation is it's a very clean recording, zero errors. And um, the expectation is much, much different, much higher. So if for a podcast host, they would want to hear from you. Like I wouldn't want to hear a, a Rockbusters podcast without you because you are Rockbusters. Yeah, true. You know, That's whereas true. the story of Dennis Wager, that is an audiobook, and people when they read a book, they they aren't they aren't reading in Dennis Wager's voice. They're reading in their own internal voice. Right. Yeah. I and gotcha. A good narrator will match that. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I makes, can see that. that. Make, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're doing an audiobook. Uh, narration. Do you do it like in chapters, like the book, and then you put yep. the chapter? Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, you, you record in chunks and chapters. Usually, like for me, it's uh, two-hour recording blocks because much beyond two hours and the voice starts changing and, and it's yeah, just... Because you hard. have to be consistent. The challenge is if you have an eight-hour book that was recorded in two-hour chunks and it, eight, an eight-hour book, a finished hour of audiobook will take anywhere between two to four hours to produce. Okay. So if, if we think the extreme of that four hours, so in a two-hour block, you're only getting 30 minutes of the book done. Wow. Right, so I mean, actually. you could spend so that, uh, yeah, 30 hours on, a, on an eight-hour book. Yep. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so the challenge is, is that it has to sound consistent. The recording quality, everything has to sound consistent. And it even comes down to like when I did the eight hour, eight and a half hour book that I did um, called, uh, I believe it's called, oh, I'm totally flaking on. It's Mindy Corcoran is the author and it's her story. Um, it's a kind of an autobiography. And uh, it, it, if we took a break, when she came back from break, if she had tea with honey, her voice would sound different hmm. than if she didn't have tea with honey earlier in the day. Wow. Her voice would just physiologically sound different. And because it's such a sterile, pristine environment, the microphone would absolutely pick up pick on that. that up. Yeah. That's and, crazy. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taking a lunch break, coming back from lunch, when I said like cruciferous vegetable, she had asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> no, a, she had Brussels sprouts. That's the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had Brussels sprouts <laughs> for lunch and she came back from the break and we about, we about couldn't do the session because her stomach was just gurgling <laughs> and she's this close from a mic and it's super quiet. And you'd right. hear mouth noises and gurgling, which is all really gross when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it's just it's a it's a very unique set of challenges. Yeah, it's almost like here's your glass of water for lunch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all you well, get. It got, it, it, yeah, and it became that we didn't try to take lunch breaks. Yeah, right. We yeah. would take a, a break in between, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. All those details are why I don't want to get into product in, into uh, audio books yeah. because I don't have I don't have the contained pristine environment. 
and uh, cars and air conditioner coming on just would ruin takes. These are all things that professional studios have already worked out. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I know the podcasts are, are pretty fun. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed doing them so far and, and uh, it's actually been a really great way to uh, deepen relationships with people because a lot of the people, a lot of the guests I've had on the show are people I've known uh, for many, many years. And well, even, yeah, and yeah. here's the thing when you, when you, you know, you might, you might be listening to this. And if you're listening to this, you probably understand the rock busting industry and that whole demo. You might already understand that. But for me, I, I know very, very little about it. And I always learn something, but it's, amazing hearing people talk about their expertise mm -hmm. with the same level of passion that I have talking about like writing music or doing audio production, right? Like I'm like lit up and like, blah, 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 right? right? Because I can talk about production, audio, music. I could literally talk about that all day. Right. And it's, it's amazing hearing people talk about explosives and about like uh, grout and, and, and granite work mm -hmm. with that same excitement. And uh, that's when you know, like that person's doing the thing that they need to be doing because it just, it comes out of their spirit, you know? Right. And for me, like, you know, many years ago is when I uh, had my demolition company and I was on the board of directors uh, for the National Demolition Association. And one of the things that at that point came to light for me was, was how, I could meet with with guys in different locations around North America, and some of these people had big companies, and uh, they were more than willing to help you and, and give you advice and say, "Oh, this is mm -hmm. how we do it," where you would never get that from working locally. And now, uh, what's really changed for me is is learning kind of the full cycle of rock. You look at you know uh, you know I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, but you drive. Or, or on the train past these huge marble quarries and you think, oh, well, look at that. That's where my marble countertop comes from, right? Where mm. my granite countertop comes from. But you don't think about, you know, the blasting in mines. You don't think about, you know, blasting for houses and, and, and you know, blasting beside railways where it's difficult. And how do you, you take that rock and, and make it a, you know, instead of a waste or a, just a crushed product into aggregate, how you can really make it into a way more valuable product. Mm. And then you take that and you kind of move it across the world, right? And you go, okay, well, it's very interesting. Like, you know, the different economy in London, as uh, Mark Anthony was talking about, how how they uh, are don't they don't even want to do uh, teardowns; they want to renovate buildings now, mm. and it's really not practical. It's difficult because a lot yeah. of times, you know, if you have a four story building, uh, the easiest or the best thing is just get rid of it and build a 12-story building. Yeah. Oh, and so in, in the U.S., that's definitely, you know, the mindset. You know, yeah. Something. Yeah. But that's why that, we don't yeah. have buildings much older than the 70s, you know? Right. Well, I know. <laughs> that, we'll that's, rip it down. Yeah. We have a customer in New York, and um, he's doing a project in the Bronx, and it's uh, just that. It's like the lots now that they've designated uh, to allow for um, four-story buildings or three-story buildings. Uh, they've changed the building codes to now allow for 12-story buildings. Mm. And then what that does is, you know, when you go up, you have to go down, you know. So in instead of having uh, one level parking, you have two or three. Well, with a 12-story yeah. building, you have two. Uh, but it's all rock. So now they're going, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's this. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's kind of like the microphone, right? It's just, you, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's so simple. If I only, like, I didn't need to know that before, so I didn't learn it, right? It's the same yeah, as building well, a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, whether it's rock or whether it's podcast, you know, the idea is is to surround yourself with with expertise. Yeah, right? surround really yourself is. with people who can not not work for you, not like you know, but they can help you move forward in the thing that you want to do, right? And so, me coming alongside you with your podcast is ultimately helping you become who you need to be for your business. Exactly. Your business is not microphones. It's not learning how to produce a podcast. Yeah. No more than the uh, the building owner's business is to learn how to make a parking lot two stories below a skyscraper, right? Or a, a building. Right. It's not their job. No, exactly. And, so and that, I that's think- what I enjoyed is uh, so much because we work with like some really big companies <clears throat> and we work, you know, with homeowners. Um, and there's such a spectrum, you know, like we'll get involved in jobs you know, like in California, for example, there's one where they're taking out these huge areas and it's been like a, I think almost a year long project. And they, they've told them from the beginning, uh, you know, once we get up to these certain areas, we're not going to be able to blast with high explosives. So you need to look at an mm-hmm. alternative. And now it's like, okay, we're here and nobody thought about it. So now it's a, it's a rush, right? But it's yeah. it's jumping into like a big company, you know, working with their engineers and saying, this is what I would do. I don't have all the answers, but I have methods that I know work and, and we can just tweak the variables about the diameter and the whole spacing and, and the product to, to match, you know, the pressure or strength we need to break the rock. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting to see that. And it was, it's been interesting, you know, even when I get calls from like the U S army and, and they're doing underwater blasting, like in Jacksonville and they, had <clears throat> harbor deepening to do. I think I had seven harbors they needed to uh, to deepen. Mm-hmm. And again, they couldn't use high explosives. So they're like, oh, do you think your stuff would work? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I think it would. So then, you know. <laughs> this now, now, this is the part of the podcast. I'm going to put my producer hat on. Yeah. We're at, we're at one minute. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> because during during the recording, you know, I give you like a five minute and a countdown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To keep us on track. So I'm putting my producer hat on. If you if you'll allow me, yeah, yeah, to give course. you the one the one minute warning. <laughs> yeah. That's the edited part, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh no, we're keeping this in. Oh, okay, baby. good. Okay, good. Oh, this is uh, this is. Yeah, I wasn't if, sure if about that. I was know looking how at the, the clock. Gets <laughs> <work>. <laughs> I lost track of time. Uh, uh, but uh, no, uh, so it's, yeah, but, it's been very good, and, and like you said, the podcast—it's—it's it's another aspect. It's a learning, mm-hmm. uh, and so valuable. You know, it's—it's it's, it's a great way to connect with people. Yeah, yeah, and I—and at the end of the day, I—I th- I think it—it it is really important. And I remember thinking, like when you were like, "I'm going to make a podcast about about rock breaking," and I'm like, "Is there really that that many people looking for that?" And yes, of course there are. That many, there's that many people interested in, just like there's that many people interested in learning about music for TV or, you know, planting or, or growing flowers or writing a book or something, because the, the world's a big, wide, big, wide, great big place. And, yeah. uh, and there's room for interests in everything. And so a modern business, I think, needs to expand beyond. And I think the personal connection. Yeah, I agree. Right? And that's what a podcast, like just an ad in the Yellow Pages. I mean, that's just an ad in the Yellow Pages. But 
the personal connection that a podcast can afford. Right. So if that sounds like you, you know, then uh, then I, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out um, if uh, and we could talk about it and uh, and maybe get you pointed in the right direction. And even if it's not me, yeah, exactly. and somebody so, else. But thanks for joining us, Dave. Out there. Uh, if anybody needs to reach him, he's given his information. Uh, feel free. I yep. highly uh, Dave recommend uh, Dave to anybody Studios, interested. 818studios.com is the best email to reach out uh, or 818studios.com. Okay. Well, that's great. Thanks very much for being here, Dave. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, that was awesome. All right. appreciate you. And uh, and I'll see you soon. You <laughs> but bet. I'll just be on this, uh, the other side of the microphone. <laughs> okay. See you soon. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode and tell us your story, visit our website at www.rockbusters.com. If you have a project and would like to learn more about our products, or if you're interested in partnering with us and becoming a distributor, give us a call. Thanks again. We appreciate your support.